And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the fifth episode of the Healing Through Mind and Motion podcast, where we explore the relationships of the mind, body, and how they can work together to heal ourselves from chronic pain and illness so that we may live a life that we love. I'm your host, Brian Cade, and I am really excited and grateful to have Sarah Sargent on the podcast today. Um, she's a friend and mentor to my partner, Liz, and I, and helped us basically learn how to help people um, from the start to where we are now. And she's also the ma uh, master instructor with the Agoscu Institute and uh, senior therapist with Agoscu. And so thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. How's it going? It's great. I wanted to start out because the Agoscu method, even though it's been around, uh, Pete started developing it in the 70s, most people still have no idea what it is. So what would you say the Agoscu method is? I mean, on the basis is postural alignment therapy. And postural alignment therapy is we're going to be looking at the design of the body, which is really interesting because a lot of people don't actually, they kind of have a, a micro, they look in at a micro level on the body when we're looking at the body kind of as a whole unit and the way that it's designed and the way that Pete actually figured this out was um, he dealt with an injury himself and he picked up a book, the anatomy book, and he realized he, he was doing all this research and trying to figure things out for himself. And he saw a skeleton and he was like, I look nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And so he started with like changing the, his feet because they were so averted. And he was like, wow, okay, that changes me. And realized that there is a specific design. And if you actually, I like to go national, I like to say I go National Geographic when I teach or do therapy with others. And it's the fact that we can, if you watch National Geographic or Blue Planet or BBC shows, they can talk about the design of all these different species, yet we can talk about the cultures and different villages or religions and practices that different cultures of the human species has yet no one's actually talking about the design of what it looks like and we are designed to hunt and gather and with that stimuli we don't the percentage of um, population that actually still do that is very small we've created this space and environment for ourselves depending where you live and what you do and what part of the world obviously but there's a lot of more convenience at this point um for example I'm sitting next to a heater because I'm in Colorado and it's cold. And so it's very temperature controlled and we get to, that's a really big privilege, right? And so um, we're living in an environment that no longer is hunting and gathering. And so we, we want to go back to that. So when we talk about posture, you know, it's not just sitting up and popping your chest out or bringing your head back to walk with books you know, muscles move bones. And so it's really cool because there's all these other modalities that exist that run hand in hand with, with this. And um, again, it's kind of on a more micro level compared mm -hmm. to macro in regards to what we're looking at, but we look at the musculoskeletal system and the functionality of the muscles because mus muscles move bones due to the insertion and origin of where they exist, which is typically at the end of a bone, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's communication going on in muscles and yes, we need that and bones don't receive it, but the muscles also have to be trained to do their specific job because it's not 
their jobs are not instinctual. They have mm-hmm. to be stimulated. So we kind of, I know that's a lot. I was going to say, there's a lot there. Um, yeah. It seemed like, so Pete got into this because he had his own pain and injuries and needed it away, looked at the skeleton, was like, I don't, my body doesn't match the blueprint we're supposed to have. Yep. And that when we hunted and gathered, our body naturally maintained that design. Due now, to the stimuli. Due to the stimulus and engaging with their environment. Yep. Now in the 2000s, um, this century, we don't do that anymore. So our body is coming out of balance, doesn't move the way it's designed. Yep. Is that- body's constantly looking for efficiency, right? So we like to say your environment creates your posture. So with technology and everything, you are seeing more of a rounding forward position, more contraction on the anterior side of the body. Um, so depending on how old you are, what generation you grew up in, you can definitely see the difference. Uh, I like to talk about high school because it's so nostalgic for everybody right? Mm-hmm. Seems like it's a big component of people's lives. <laughs> right. But depending on what year you were in high school, you can actually see a difference in in the structure of bodies and how the stature existed in each generation. So mm-hmm. the body's constantly looking for efficiency. It's kind right. of like driving to work and yeah. you're like, how did I even get here? And you've done it so many times that the body is looking for efficiency. So the body can shut down multiple of its five senses. You don't need all five senses anymore. Mm-hmm. And so due to efficiency, trying to conserve energy for that fight or flight that we are designed to go into to survive, we don't have to do that anymore. But it's a perfect example of just the brain shutting down. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting that like as generations have gone, you can see changes in how the body carries itself or how the posture shows up. Can you, so I've watched several things on Instagram and different people talking about posture and there's people that are talking about functional movement and how it, how we need to get more movement, quality movement back, but they're like, oh, you don't need posture. It's not important. And I think most people, when they think posture, it's just standing up straight, like you said, head on, head on books. So I think our, the Egoski method of, posture is a much more dynamic view and includes even movement in that process. Is that, could you explain a little bit about posture and how you see posture? Yeah. Um, So within the Agoski method, we're looking at the design, the structure, if you were to remove everything and look at the skeleton, it's designed to be stacked. So head on top of shoulders, but shoulders on top of hips, on top of knees, on top of ankles and vice versa going up and down. And so it's kind of like triangles. If you think about it, if you have two different triangles, they can stack on top of each other and they are so strong. But the minute that any of that angle it becomes compromised or changes, they collapse and they are weak. Um, and so we're looking at that in that design. So it's interesting because you brought up functional movement and all this. And I think it, there's no right or wrong answer. It just depends on what where people are. And it's important to really define what that looks like. Um, Again, like I said, I don't believe that there's really a right or wrong, but what are you trying to achieve? So the Agoski method and what we're looking for is we're trying to create space for the body and those muscles to actually take on their job due to efficiency and kind of using the, the example of driving and the brain becoming efficient, driving to work every day right? A muscle can actually take on a different muscle job. And so when we talk about functional 
exercises and movement. We're actually looking to gain um, the design primary job of that muscle and to stimulate it so it actually learns that job. And you will be able to see it through the position of those loading joints. Again, those loading joints are, we're, we're primarily looking at shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. And if that, if those muscle groups take on their primary jobs, they'll actually pull those bones, right, into different positions. And so we're constantly looking for, um, we're looking at that, we like to talk about them as stickies, but that stick figure type line uh, between the shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles, if we've achieved what we're looking for. Um, so, you know, it depend, you have to define what functional is for, uh, you know, for everyone. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I do in, like about the Agassi method is like, everything's a test. It's like, do an exercise, did it get, then you take pictures, did the body change? If the body didn't change, that exercise didn't do the effect. And so then you go back and do it again. So it's constantly like, this is the blueprint. Let's give a stimulus. Does it get closer to the blueprint? And then constantly evaluating. Yeah. Um, and everything is so intertwined, you know, and a lot of modalities look at that. But, you know, for example, the, the right side of the brain controls the left. Right side controls the right. The opposite, like the right shoulder controls the left. Helps and is very interactive with the left hip vice versa and all these things they interact with each other and it's this like kinetic chain reaction that happens mm -hmm. and the design is phenomenal it's really powerful yeah. so when people have let's go extreme brian you know i like to be extreme but if anyone knows who quasimodo is right of notre dame and he's all hunched over what's phenomenal about that is the body is holding him that way for a reason and his lifelong journey that he's had because it's going to make sure that you continue to move forward every single day mm -hmm. until you essentially until you pass yeah. right and so it's not that he was broken right he wasn't stimulated in a hunting gathering manner and so depending on injuries and what he did as a kid and as adult for work i mean that's it, his body was just trying to be efficient in, in everyday life. And as his environment changed and as us as adult from babies to children to adults, you know, think about all the schools we go to in different environments, your environment creates your posture and it just builds on top of it. Unless it, unless you actually try to eliminate and address some of the compensations that exist right now. So mm -hmm. everything is very intertwined in regards to it and the testing what Brian's talking about is say you see someone's head forward and your right shoulder is kind of in your ear right and your left foot sticking out we look at that if we do an exercise did did any of those three things change maybe they all got better maybe they got worse maybe one got better and two got worse or two got better and one got worse right or nothing mm -hmm. changed so that's what really we're really looking at and watching that change is what's confirming or denying that we're we're addressing kind of what the body has right now on the surface and we're, that's what we're trying to work with is mm -hmm. what exists right now and not deeper layers we have to work and pull back some of those layers to get further into the body yeah and it seems like the 
the body's going to change and it's like someone may go do something and then come back and it's like you have a different body than the week before um like and so like you said there's all those layers so how did you go from so there's Peter Gosky who developed this how did you get into the Gosky work um it's kind of funny you know my background was business management for 10 years prior to coming here and I was in a corporate uh restaurant company and Brian Bradley, the VP, would come in and him and I would interact every day, essentially. Um, that man is, he likes habits too. And once he gets into the rhythm of a certain thing he likes, he'll stay there until it changes. Um, you know, we are creatures of habit. That is, that's real and kind of goes sideways, but that kind of applies to us looking like our parents because we do actually build like our home similar so brian if he gets stuck in a pattern he'll stay that way until it until it, he finds something else to change it and replace it essentially um and they do we do patch workout and patch is essentially fun a functional obstacle course and mm -hmm. we're looking for the same type of muscle engagement yet it's a lot more labor intensive and it, it's more of a workout but mm -hmm. we're still trying to achieve, achieve the same thing as an exercise that we call static back, which is like laying down on the ground with your feet up. You want your hips at 90 and your knees at 90. And we can achieve the same thing by doing a harder workout. And we're trying to stimulate those muscles appropriately to get them to catch on with the primary job, you know. And so what's patch? Fine, I'll come work out with you guys. Sure, why not? And so I used to work out with them on the weekends and eventually it turned into, you know, like coming into the clinic. So um, Pete was really generous and interested in me. I, I think it was just my personality and my energy. I'm kind of nutty compared to a lot of people. So, you know, he was intrigued and I was in the Del Mar clinic and I did a lot of traveling. I've, you know, I've done a lot of events and with Brian and, We've been all over the place and it's been wonderful and i when i entered into the clinic and finally started working i was like i had no idea what i was doing because the patch you know we were just having fun i was just trying to have fun you know so i started to learn what we did and it was phenomenal and interestingly like i had broken my back in an injury like an atv injury when i was 19 mm -hmm. and not knowing what I was doing, you know, what I was walking into, it was perfect timing for me because they told me, you know, at the time there was nothing for them to really do within my back. Um, they wanted me to be bedridden for three months. I didn't do that. I was 19, you know, and right. for me, what was interesting and we're talking about testing and different perspectives and we're, I know that you want to go into pain, but for me, the biggest thing that stood out was I couldn't sit in a movie theater and I subconsciously use that as my measuring tool mm. as I started learning what, the, what I was doing, what a Goscue method really was. And, you know, here I am in my late thirties. I have no idea that I have a medically, my back is broken forever medically so um i have no idea that it exists and it's phenomenal so yeah. thank you pete agoski for taking me in and you know 
it's interesting because P is like, this is the design of the body, you know, and that's what is so phenomenal. It's not really made up. We're going back to the design and trying to work with what we have and what exists inside of our species. So, yeah, that's amazing. Was it, what was it about the, was it meeting Pete or was it something he said, or was it at the same time feeling your backfield change? What was it that stood out that you're like, I'm going to leave business management and then come hang out with these exercise people that squeeze pillows and lay on the floor all the time. I mean, what's interesting is like, I was working out with them, yeah, you right. know? And so that I did competitive sports my whole life and, or, you know, through my youth. And so I just wanted to work out yeah. and a lot of what I've done, you know, this is kind of a silly story, but what I've done is always had to work outside of the eight to five world. And so to, to, to take a job that was eight to five, it was really bizarre to me. And I was like, here we go. Like, let's just see what it is. And I have a tendency that I need to be constantly be learning something. And so, I mean, I did a huge leap going into more of, I don't really want to die in a five's body work, but, and it's non-medical, so it's not medical. Right. And I just went into an industry that I had never been in. Mm-hmm. And so, so I don't know, I don't know really what, now that I think about it, I'm like, I don't really know what triggered me to go into that. I just did it. Yeah. But I, but I'm that kind of person. I just, yeah. okay, just get Nike, just do it, but You're just like, do it. And sometimes you land and I landed in a place that's, you know, I have a lot of passion towards it. And I think it's phenomenal. And uh, so here's the other thing. This is what I have learned or what I did learn that really stood out. I don't think it was anything specific, but I used to like math in school. Mm -hmm. I wasn't like a huge school person, but I like math because it's very matter of fact. This is the answer. How are you going to get there? And what I love about this is that I don't necessarily have to create anything, but this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking we're trying to achieve mm-hmm. all eight loading joints stack. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so how are we going to get there? Yeah. And so it seemed like it appealed to your nature. Plus you were able to just dive in. Um, so you're like, let's see what happens. You can always leave later. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like 10 years later, 12 years later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I started working out with them 12 years ago. So I've been around about 10. Yeah. It's been great. That's amazing. Um, I want to go back. You said something interesting. You said medically your back is still broken. Yeah. But your lifestyle is like you don't even know there was an issue there. Like you get to experience your life. What's that like for you or any thoughts about that? Because usually once someone's told medically there's something going on, it's like, oh, I'm going to be stuck there. Yeah, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot, especially with therapy, and it's been interesting coming from a whole body approach and looking at mind and body and spirit and everything, and pain is a really interesting thing, and people can come, you know, why do people come and see us? The stories are phenomenal, and like you said earlier in the podcast, which is interesting, we've been around for a long time, but nobody really knows, like, it's not a general public knowledge, I guess. Yeah. Um, the, we're worldwide, we are international, but 
it's not a term that you're going to hear very often or a brand that you're going to hear very often. It's because we have been referral based. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does take dedication, right? And I know this is sound, all of you guys are probably this, we hear this all the time. We hear it from all the wherever you've been guys, but consistency is the answer. And it's true. And with this, the consistency is the answer right now due to the fact that we have to continue to stimulate our body a certain way. And we're fighting the fact that we're sitting at desks 10 to 12 hours a day, you know? Um, So I was diagnosed. So when I broke my back, it's considered a compressed fraction. So I'm, I'm missing eight millimeters out of my L1. So compressed into itself. And so medical terms, they told me that it was broken forever. And so my vertebrae actually looks kind of like this wonky triangle instead of like a nice disc. Or if you look from the side, it should look like a block. And it doesn't. And um, the body is always going to work with what it has. And again, if you guys can think of a stick figure, I mean, we all do stick figures when we were kids, but that's what we're looking for. And I just, I mean, I do a menu every day. There have been times in my life where I don't do menus. That's a whole nother story. I felt so good. I stopped. Right. And I really, you know, we have to learn on our own and I look back, I'm like, what, what a silly girl for not doing their menu at the time I did it for, didn't do a menu, but essentially right now I'm pretty posturally sound. I'm not perfect by any means. I don't hunt and gather, you know, I do a menu, but to define what this looks like and you want to talk about pain, like I'm not in any pain in my definition. Right. If you were to say, let's go to a movie. I wouldn't think twice guys before that, what it looked like is I was moving hundreds of times to shift. Um, and when you're 19 or even your kids right now, like if you see people shifting a lot, the body's uncomfortable and that's what was going on. And that doesn't really exist anymore. So it can, can it come back? Absolutely. Now I know I'm really not doing my menu or taking care of myself or, you know, partying too hard, eating too much cake. (laughs) Right. You mentioned the shifting. It's like, that's one of the first things you notice with me. You're like, you're, you're in pain, aren't you? I'm like, I'm always uncomfortable. Like it doesn't feel good. And when we started, like I still wasn't walking a half mile without pain. Like my body would just like feel like it was melting to the floor and so, yeah, just, it's amazing. Just the work we've done together. It's like w- with that, that was the first step to being able to go five miles or walk. And it's like, it makes such a huge difference. Just quality of life. It's like to be limited to a half mile to being able to enjoy time with family. It's completely game changing. Yeah. And that's something you were looking for is like, that's not normal. Like you should be able to stick comfortably. Yeah. It, it you know, Guys, if you're listening to this right now, or if you have somebody with you, you guys can easily identify yourselves in regards to this. So if you take photos on your phone, we like we like to take all four side photos or all four angles. So front, back, side to side. Mm-hmm. But even if you take side profile pictures and you put a dot like at your ear, in the middle of your shoulder, like where your shoulder joint would be, the middle of your hip, 
right? And then knee and ankle and draw a sticky, like literally take an angle, draw those dots, and then take a ruler and connect them. You'll be able to see the misalignments that exist in your, in your own body. And if you, I like to describe it kind of like a car. So you have a Ferrari, it's a phenomenal car. It's beautiful. It's sexy. It can go fast. It sounds amazing. Right. And if the alignment is messed up on your Ferrari, how is that whole entire system compromised? Mm -hmm. It's not as beautiful. It doesn't sound as well. It doesn't work as efficient and it's not going to be as fast as it could be. It cannot excel as fast as it can. That's the same thing with the body. So have some fun guys. If you can take a photo of yourselves, do some dots, check it out and see what it looks like because everything inside of you is also designed to be that, you know, in a certain place and it will become compromised if you're not that way. Yeah. And so with Brian, when we're, when we work together, we did that thing. We took those photos, we checked it out. And the whole entire time, even though we're dealing with all these symptoms, we're still not looking at the symptoms. And there were times where like this, you know, pain and disease guys is the only way for the body to tell us that something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we should listen to it. We really shouldn't avoid it. Um, But if you can think of it that way and sit with it, like it's your body communicating with you because we don't know. And the body is an automated system. So it's the only way for you to tell. So when we're working, you know, when I was, Brian and I were working together, that's what we were looking at was literally a stick figure. And we were trying to get those dots to line up. And there would be times where symptoms would flare up, right? Times where it was like, I'm not going for a walk. I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, you know, as things start to shift and get closer and closer, the better you feel, right? So. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Uh, One of the things, because you mentioned your story, which is I think incredible as well. Like you have a bone that is permanently misshapen and you have no pain. Do you have any stories of people that have had, for lack of a better word, crazy conditions that you're like, I've had those moments someone walks in like, I don't, that sounds terrible. Like, I don't know what's going to do. But then I look at posture, get not looking at the symptom, and then people feel better. So like, have you had clients like that? And what's some of those stories of people that have come in and they're like, my body's basically a mess. And they're able to get to the other side of that. Like, yeah, I think there's a couple components in regards to that. Brian, if we can tap into it, you know, I kind of go sideways. So keep me organized if I need to. But um how many of you guys have dealt with going to the doctor, trying to figure out what's going on and either you've been diagnosed with something and number one, it doesn't feel good to you or it doesn't make sense or it doesn't connect with you of why that diagnosis would exist. Or number two, you've seen all these different people and they can't figure anything out. Or you've been diagnosed and let's go kind of basic, a herniated disc, right? And you have to get surgery and that's it. There's no other way forward. And like, how does that make you feel? And what's really interesting is our doctors, it's not 
really their fault. It's the industry and how they're educated and what they know. So number one, I always do like to encourage people to go get multiple, you know, opinions and also sit with your own, your own and your instinct is so important. We've become so conscious of ourselves that we kind of ignore our instincts. And how many times have you sat there and you're like, I should have done that in the first place. I knew it. And I didn't listen to myself. It happens frequently. I'm sure. Right. I know it does for me. And so identifying what you've been diagnosed with or what's happening or the questions that you might have and really looking for an answer sometimes can be really difficult. Um, It can be defeating. There can be a lot of psychology behind it. And these doctors don't even know because once they diagnose you, you walk out and you don't really come back until you're going to address it. Yeah. And so you're, you're left to walk out with your own thoughts and feelings and emotions and you search and try to have conversations with families and friends and you're trying to make sense of it. I encourage you guys to like stand up for yourself and ask questions, find time to do that. Uh, we live in a world where we have, you know, zoom or telehealth. And it's really cool because these nurse practitioners, they're awesome. And the doctors are able to spend a little bit more time with you guys if you are doing telehealth. So if you are feeling a certain way, I'm going to encourage you to stand up for yourself, write down your questions. Don't neglect them. They are important, you know? Um, but what happens, right? Unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, fortunately, but unfortunately I was 19 when that happened to me Yeah. and I was, I mean, you give a 19 year old, all the fun stuff, painkillers and you're 19 and out on your own, like, I was like, no way am I going to be bedridden for three months? And I did what I wanted, you mm-hmm. know, and you give a teenager painkillers and the sometimes the outcome's not great. So I kept moving, which is great. Health through emotion, right? Probably saved my life that I was in that stage of my life. But mm-hmm. now that I'm a mom and, you know, older, if I had that diagnosis, it might affect me a lot differently emotionally. Yeah. Um, might feel like I'm helpless. And so we do what we have seen. It's fairly common guys that people come in for a reason and it's a very superficial reason. My knee hurts. Yeah. Right. I want to go into that in a moment. Um, I'll touch on two points is one is like you mentioned trusting your instinct and the diagnosis can be a very powerful, like it can start to feel like it's defining you. For me, I remember like I was feeling really good at one point. We had already worked together and I'm like feeling really good. And I go in and the the guy I saw, he's like, yeah, you're missing a wing on your like Atlas vertebrae. Like you're missing a whole section. And he's like, that condition is very rare. So few people have it. Um, You're going to be prone to headaches and have them often. And I was like, oh man, like it, just immediately felt like he just gave me a, like a sentence, like this is going to be your future. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, I've been feeling good for months. Like I'm doing so much more. Maybe that doesn't have to be my future, but it's like amazing how that you said, trust your instincts, sit with it. What feels true? Um, I think that's powerful. And like you said, trust your instinct. Um, I want to go into the superficial and the deeper motivation, 
but could you give some examples of the people you've seen, like specific cases? Don't you don't have to do names or anything, of course, but like, uh, like we so one of the people we use, she was in a car accident, basically rods from lower back to neck. She's still in pain, and doing the Agassi method, she's now back to doing what she enjoys doing. Do you have any stories like that of what you've seen? Because I know we've talked some, and there's some incredible stories yeah. out there. There's a lot, guys, and it can be you. That's the cool thing. Um, I think what's difficult, to be honest, is that this is so simple because we're looking at a stick figure, right? Yeah. Hard to believe. Um, just throwing that expectation out. But, like, I worked with this phenomenal uh, politician, had no idea who she was. She was totally, completely out of her body. And they had been focusing on this for 20-plus years. And it affected her whole entire life. It affected her partner, her husband, her household, um, her whole entire family. And I, I think they came to us. We were last. It's kind of common that we're the last thing. Yeah. That's it. They've tried everyone. Millions of dollars. They've done everything under the sun. And I ended up seeing her. And she had, I don't even know if anyone in the equation knew what could happen or had any expectations at this point because they had just been told and tried everything and nothing was working. Mm -hmm. And she st started, so really, I know sometimes you can see people and they're not really there. They're not in their body. They're kind of drifted. Their eyes are kind of glazed over and they are, they've been in pain for so long. Um, but she started coming back in her body and it was incredible. It was, I mean, what happened was she started coming into her body and she started becoming herself and started doing all these activities she would talk to me about, mm -hmm. you know, kind of in a dreamland. And then she actually started doing them as she started coming back into her body. And her partner actually was like upset about it mm. in regards to that. And not knowing what to do because he had he had also lived 20 years with caring for somebody and it's been a couple of years since i've spoken to them but last time i talked to them they were going on a cruise and going off and doing something which is great but dancing she loved to dance and it was incredible i mean to see her going back to dancing and she became vibrant again and supple and exciting and her energy was great um you said 20 years of pain 20 years of pain yeah pretty crazy are you able to share what she had going on like some of the condition piece i mean they told me that it was back pain and they told me that you know it was pretty typical like some herniations and some stenosis stenosis is like calcification kind of essentially it's all nerve impingement Right. And um, it was just like, she, if you looked at her, I mean, she probably could list off 500 things that was wrong with her, mm -hmm. you know, she's been told. And um, she, she was rigid. Right. Mm -hmm. But again, for us at the gospel method, we're really looking at posture. And so in the most loving way, we care about our clients. So we do want to listen to the symptoms, but they should start shutting off as the body becomes more efficient and due to the design and how it's designed to be so efficient 
once those dots start lining up and become closer, again, it affects everything inside and that starts to work a lot more efficiently as well. Mm-hmm. You know, think about oxygen levels. Like I know talk about the elephant in the room, COVID, right? If you guys are standing or sitting right now, roll your shoulders so far forward and bring your head forward. Now try to take a be- deep breath in. Yeah. Like impossible. Now interlace your fingers, put them behind your head, pull your elbows back. Now try to take a big deep breath. It's huge. It's a huge difference. And just position wise, it allows the diaphragm, like the whole entire system of the body can actually take in the oxygen and process it and remove it a lot more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Should be effortless. Yeah. But driving to, to work is effortless. You don't need all five senses. Yeah. It seems like just the posture change will affect more systems. Like you said, breathing, and like even immune system function changes. Just I, mean, by- I like to kind of challenge my clients in the time being, they're not always there, but I'm like, pay attention to your blood pressure, cholesterol, sex drive, sleep, energy, bowel movements, all of that. So I mean, even oxygen levels, it's so important to pay attention to that. Um, you'll see people, their body can work so much more efficiently that they're, you'll see their skin change. Again, remember how I was talking about that lady and she became more supple and vibrant? Like that whole entire system became like the lymph system also. Everything can become effective by it. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and she had 20 years of pain, talk, seeing all, everyone else, and with just getting her body to move the way it's designed, basically yeah. was able to go back and dance and energy come back. One of my favorite stories is a woman who came in, she was, I mean, she's a little bit later. She was like in her forties and she came, I think she came in because of her ankle. She had been working. She liked running. She was, you know, fairly athletic, but worn down. Maybe you could define as burnout or something like that. And we ended up working together, um, for, I don't know, I think it was like three months. Mm. And I got this call and she was crying and she told me she was pregnant. Mm. And at that time we hadn't talked about pregnancy. It, I was just kind of in my earlier years, I hadn't really, didn't really know how that, to have that type of conversation. Um, and she was like, I've been, try- I've, we've been trying to get pregnant for 10 years we've tried everything IVF and they spent all this money. She's like, and I'm pregnant Hmm. and I don't know what it is, but I don't know if it's this. And sure. Everyone does these different modalities together and this works hand in hand with everything, which is so great. Um, I just heard a chiropractor be like, I love a goss in Crested Butte. I love a It's like the long way to get better. Because we are addressing muscles and muscles are like children. We have to train them and keep them entertained and stimulate them, right? And muscles move bones again, guys. And so what, if you look and you can see the progress photos as her posture got better, the body's so phenomenal, so phenomenal that most likely it didn't feel strong enough or stable enough to actually the uterus Hmm. couldn't didn't want or didn't feel strong enough to actually create, Mm -hmm. like allow an environment for a baby to grow. Yeah. And this is a a more common story than that. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
So it's interesting because when we're talking to our therapists and stuff like that, that's why I bring up the blood pressure, cholesterol, sex drive, bowel movements, all that to try to see if anything comes up because a lot of times they don't talk about it. A lot of, a lot of people, they don't, that come to us, they've seen so many people that they, their opinion or their thoughts are not valid. And that is one thing that we truly believe in is that, you know, you guys, we all have the answer, right? Physically, mentally, and emotionally, we do. It's hard. We live in such a fast paced, fast paced world that it's hard to actually sit with that. And sometimes we can't come up with our own questions. And so we're really trained to try to find and help in different ways, even though we're talking about posture, it's, it's a life-changing experience. Um, We want to teach you how to take care of yourself, you know, that's most important. That's one of the things uh, just that I like going back to the slow, long process. It's like, I try to tell people it's a slow, it's like a quick, slow process. Like you'll get benefits immediately within like doing the exercise. You're going like, wow, something's different for most people. Now there are some cases, but it's like um, the other part is like, you might've spent 20 years in a position that isn't optimal. And so we're trying to change 20 years of pattern in eight weeks or 12 weeks. And this is where you said it's a lifestyle change, like shifting so that people have tools, not just for now, but the rest of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the idea that so much more changes when our body works the way it's designed, like all the systems where, like you said, people are becoming pregnant and I I don't know how to put it quite put in the words. It's like the simplicity of it, yet the power of it at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what's interesting is, I mean, Brian, you know, and it's hard because we live in the same, the similar realm, but some of the other work that you do is so simple mm-hmm. doing, you know, some of your, your hypnotherapy work and stuff. It's so simple yet. It's so powerful and can change your life. I am a person yeah. um, of his, you know, that has worked with him. That's changed my life. We were about to start this podcast and it was like, Oh, I'm getting nervous. And I was sitting there like, no, I'm not nervous. Mind you guys, the first therapy session I ever did with Brian was actually about anxiety. And I used to swim. So like the anxiety getting up to the horn of going swimming, you know, hearing swimming, the starting point or the soccer game or public speaking. And I was sitting there like, we're good to go. Here we go. I'm excited. And that that was a massive change. And it's very simple. There's a lot of simple things. And we live in this complex world that if it's not complicated, it doesn't have value. Yeah. Again, like not to push this so much, but sit with what your own beliefs are and what your thoughts are and what makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's, you do matter. And you are smart and your body is designed to be extremely intelligent. And again, it's an automated system. We don't get to control it. We yeah. don't. So sit with it. It's probably telling you something really cool. Absolutely. And I appreciate you bringing up the mind. Cause that's one of the things I love finding is like those tools that are simple, that create profound effects, whether it's overcoming anxiety or getting rid of knee pain. And 
Higoski was one of the first, there was people that talked about emotions healing the body. There's people talking about the body fixing itself. But Agassi was one of the first places I was talking like the back and forth. Um, I think Pete even wrote the book Pain-Free for Life that talks about the emotional states and how it shows up in your posture. Like certain types of people carry themselves one way. Um, what are some of the emotional mindset aspects that you found that may either keep someone or help someone get better or keep them from getting better? Yeah, that's a great question. All right, let's talk about ones that have kept him from getting better. Um, people that I've worked with personally, a lot of it is their story. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for example, I could tell you guys, I broke my back when I was 19. I have this broken back forever. And the only reason why I bring that up to you guys is so you had a foundation. Like, how can this change? But I could write it and introduce myself and say, hey, I'm Sarah. I broke my back when I was 19. Like, I'm going to need to sit down. Hmm. What is the reaction that happens there? Right? What? Yeah. How do people react to that? Um, we live in this funny world of social media and, um, you know, I don't want you guys to take offense to this, but if you're a vegan, a lot of people know you're a vegan, mm -hmm. right? And so the announcing of it, what does that look like? What gets becomes connected to my broken back and my story and what that exists? But if my story didn't change, would I be willing, like, could I do what I'm doing today? Maybe not. So for example, I have had a client who have client who is in constant pain, constant pain, has gone and done every procedure possible, has to go constantly go to the different specialists. And like, that's what you hear out of his mouth all the time. And then he tells you why he can't do certain things with his diagnosis. And sometimes it can just take over your mindset of what that looks like. Mm -hmm. But you have to, if there's no one there to help you, or if you can't actually access deeper into that, like what is your story and what is it doing? And are you ready to give up your story? Like, do, are you ready to, to actually be able to run errands for yourself or take a shower for yourself? Do you believe that can happen? Do you not? Because like what comes with a story like that is distress. People will help you. Maybe they'll give you more attention. Maybe you get more attention. Maybe it gives you value. Sometimes it's their identity. Like pain can be their identity or their injury. Yeah. And we are not taught that the body is phenomenal and it will heal itself. It will. It's going to work with what it has no matter what, including the rods, right? Um, mental, some trauma that hasn't been addressed, right? That's where it starts sometimes. Like Pete is phenomenal at this. The vulnerability in trying to find what's actually holding on that is so deep. Sometimes people don't know it actually exists, right? And to be able to be vulnerable, you know, like I love Brene Brown, shout out to my girl, power of vulnerability and all of her other work she does is amazing. Um, it's not easy to do alone though, because you, 
again, you don't know how to, sometimes you can't think of the questions that you want to ask yourself or you can't, I want to, my need to feel better. Okay. Why? Well, I used to play soccer and I want to play soccer again. Okay. But why do you play soccer? Why do you want to play soccer? I mean, I was an awesome soccer player when I was in high school and it made me feel really good. I don't know. Like I've never thought of that. Right. Have you like what, you know? So the story is really big and sometimes people don't know that they're defined by it. That is a huge block. Yeah. And it's powerful because we tend to live into that story and perpetuate it. And you also shared a story with me about relationships too. And I'm not going to share that story, but there was a, someone on uh, for the past episode and she was talking about relationships and there was a woman that she was she was asking these type of questions and she had back pain. It was like a claw that was in her back. And she's like, oh, that was like a hand at one point. And that was my mom's hand supporting me. And the back pain allowed her to stay in to keep that relationship. So that pain, even though she wasn't aware of it, was a connection to her mom, like to be there. Because if she had pain, they would be closer because her mom would take care of her. And so... So it's like the story, but then even also relationships, like how we relate to others in that story. Yeah, absolutely. I like, uh, I sometimes there's these waves that happen that you can find. And I had this wave one time and it was like, I don't know, a nine month period. And I had a handful of women that came in with chronic pain and the chronic pain had last, lasted a long time. And I'm like, what is going on? And we spent a lot of time together. I like, you know, depending on the state of each client, it's obviously per client, but I, spent, I like to spend a lot of time with them. And what was crazy is that for this handful of women, it all stemmed from when their child, and it was from like 30 years ago to like five years ago, you know, that it started when their kids left to go to college. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy, like a nine month period where I got this wave of women and we ended up stemming it to that. And it was, it's hard to find. It's not easy, you know? Um, yeah, especially you come in for a physical thing. You're like, yeah, I, you know, this is probably just because my kids left. It's yeah. like, like, no, my knee hurts. I need to get this fixed or whatever it is. And so it's amazing how much the mind and body are working back and forth. Um, so like you said, I'm going to go back. You said, we tend to be the last resort. My hope with the podcast is to inspire people that have had conditions that are told surgery or pain management is their only option. If somebody's in a lot of pain, they maybe have a couple conditions going on. What would you tell them if they were wanting to get started? Not necessarily about like, hey, go to an Agoscu clinic, but what would you tell them like at the start of their journey? You know, I... The core questions that I really like to ask if there's space to ask them and willingness is like, what have you been told? Mm -hmm. What do you believe? Right? And then what do you believe can happen? Even, it, and I like, you know, again, I like to be extreme and I'm very childish. So I like to think, and I have a five-year-old, so that doesn't help, right? Um, and in my mind, you know, like, two to five is very magical in their eyes. And so I'm like, imagine, like, what do you think could happen? Or what would your life look like? Um, 
let's kind of do some work that you and I did. You know, it's what is pain free? I want to be pain free. That's an easy answer, guys. Go read the book, pain free, right? Yeah. I want to be pain free too, but what does that actually look like and define it? And so my question is, what does it look like if you're in your life? Like, what would you do mm-hmm. if you felt the way that you feel like you should or you can? Yeah. You know, and those questions sometimes have never been asked. Right. And yeah. so starting there is number one. Number two, you can pick up any of Peter Gosky's books and that helps. And there's, you know, a ton of us doing this. Um, I also, I talked about those photos. Guys, be curious, be a kid. Like take those photos and put dots, like print them out, take dots, like a Crayola marker and dot them and connect them with a ruler and see what it looks like. And you might be able to actually identify like, oh, yeah, my spine isn't supposed to look like that. Maybe that's why it hurts. You know, yeah. obviously there's more to it than just that. But position-wise, think about it as basic as alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, but those questions are really important. And do you think that you can help yourself? And yeah. if the answer is no, well, then maybe you're not ready, which is okay. We yeah. all have a process and we all have to go through our own things and learn, right? I just talked to a student. It was fun. We've been talking for like a year and I've been trying to convince them to do uh, a menu for a year, trying to connect. You know, I'm, I, I'm the instructor in the Institute. So I work with all of our affiliates and all of our okay. therapists in our clinics. And she just started doing a menu and she's been doing it for two weeks. And she came and you should have seen her face. It was like, I'm like wait, you was learning stuff for a year and didn't do a menu? Guys, this is normal though. That's normal. Yeah. So I came in. That's one of us. You, me, that's like all the process to get where you, like where you want to do it is important. You know, does it make sense? These questions are important. Um, I don't like to lecture a lot. I know I've been talking a lot, but I love the books. Podcast. Yeah. I love that talking. (laughs) But. I love the book because you can process the information. Does it make sense to you? If it doesn't make sense, that's okay. Guess yeah. what? All of our doors are still open. Yeah. And there's so many different modalities out there. Like It's like find the one that resonates most and start there. Yeah. And sometimes it takes just a little bit of relief to create some shifts. Yeah. And that's I, okay. I mean, another thing I would encourage all of you to do who's listening, if you are a person who's been dealing with issues in your body or yourself or even mental whatever that looks like i mean what are you doing for yourself Mm -hmm. and we live in a society where somebody can fix us i mean they can definitely make us feel better in different ways physically Mm -hmm. emotionally and mentally right they can but i encourage you guys what are you doing why are you doing it and does it help you Because Joe told Mary to go do this and they're doing it because of that. Like, you know, it's got to make sense. Go with your intuition. Your body is going to tell you if it's something that's good for it or not, honestly. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's like that questioning of like why we're doing something is hugely important. Um, We are almost out of time. I wanted to see, is there anything 
you'd like to share or didn't get this chance to say that you were hoping to say while on here today? I mean, the world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want, honestly. Yeah. You can, and you can feel better. If you're a pro athlete, your performance level can go up. You can be faster and stronger. You can. If you're in pain, it can dissipate. If you are a grandparent and you want to sit, get up, down, up and down from the ground and play with your grandchildren, you can do that. Hmm. You can. Um, yeah. So what is it? What do you want in your life? Um, I think is really important to ask yourself. We live in a world where it's very I should and mundane and this and that. And you can think for yourself. It's okay. It's scary. It's really scary to do that. It's yeah. different, right? It shouldn't be different, but it is different. And mm -hmm. you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. So. Is that, yeah, just incredible. Do we, we have another guest on the show? Amazing. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Hello. <laughs> so, um, all right. Yeah, that's kind of it for me. I think it's, you know, your dreams exist and they can be touched. So, yeah. and for you, is if people wanted to get a hold of you to learn more, where would you like to send them? You can go to the Goski. Can you hear me? Yep, can hear you. You can go to the GoskiMethod.com. All right. All right. You can call Brian. Brian's awesome. He's a great resource. You can, I mean, there's so many resources out there, guys. Um, you can find, I mean, I would encourage you guys. The Goski method is all over the place. It is. You just have to, you do have to search for it. Yeah. yeah. It's not, you know, as it's not Nike, you know, but you can find it. There's awesome YouTube videos. There's awesome um, clinics out there that have been pushing out. Uh, testimonials and lots of different classes and all of that. But if you go to the Goskiu, if you go to agoskiu.com, you can find any of our clinics um, out there and you can buy pain-free on the app. Sorry. That's awesome. <laughs> pain-free the book or health through emotion, um, pain-free for women. You can buy those on Amazon is what I'm trying to say. Awesome. Well, so. thank you so much, Sarah. It is such a pleasure to have you on the call. I'm looking forward to the next one. And yeah. I'll let you get back to the busy day. Thank okay, you. Okay, don't forget to do your menu. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll have talk to one. you later.